right. Starting, since it's only me, we'll start it as a podcast. So, hey, River, how you doing? It's 1,000, you are 1,530 days old. It is uh, day 14, I believe, of quarantine 2020. Um, and I will start with, oh, um, I'm going to read from Beyond Belief, Agnostic Musing for a 12-Step Life, which is by um, various uh, authors, and also then we're going to read from uh, Uncover Satan, Recover Thyself, A Rational Satanic Recovery by Ben Dean. I do not own either of these. Um, I own copies, but I don't own the rights. So please, if you like it, go buy it. Um, both of them are great. Um, the book by Ben Dean is uh, 14 bucks on Amazon and 100% worth it. So, January 26th. Nope. Why am I reading January? Um, it's March. That, that's a uh, <laughs> uh, March. There we go. March 26th from um, the <clears throat> excuse me the Beyond Belief book. March 26th. A life without adventure is likely to be unsatisfactory, but a life in which adventure is allowed to take whatever form it will, it is sure to be short. short. Bertrand Russell, 1872 to 1970. God, Bernie, do you do you have to be such a killjoy? Whatever happened to live large, die young, and leave a good-looking corpse? Now, that's some of what of that good old thinking that got us here in the first place. In admitting that we were powerless and that our lives had become unmanageable, several. Several personal beliefs had to be dispelled. We may have felt entitled to our our comforts. We may have rationalized that that it is that it wasn't so bad, that we had it all under control, or that it wasn't our fault. We were the victims of bad breaks and serious misunderstandings. We may now not have realized that we were playing Russian roulette and that our days were consequently numbered. In many cases, we were blind to be truly self-destructive and counterproductive and counterproductive impact on of addiction. Long after we accepted the concepts of powerlessness and unmanageability, many of us will have to stay continually vigilant when indulging in life's pleasures so that we they didn't they don't blindside our sobriety and we don't get sucked into new excesses with practice we naturally recoil from old vices with little more thought than we put towards drinking or blink breathing or blinking we won't feel deprived or incomplete anymore we will be free Today, am I living a satisfying life or do I live a life of quiet desperation, sulking about being an addict or feeling hard or feeling hard done by? I would say I'm living a satisfactory life. Certainly sucked in the beginning, but now it's pretty good. All right, and again, uncover Satan, recover thyself. This is last reading was the uh, you know, house cleaning stuff, getting everybody on the same page. Now this is the really good stuff. So chapter four, the bar prop. You know the guy I mean. The one that sits at the end of the bar. 
He's there every night. Same bar stool, same glass, same drink, propping up at the end of the bar like some kind of structural support. The bar prop is the one that talks to everyone and comes in, that comes into the bar. He tells them all these elaborate ideas of what he wants to do with his life, things he wants to learn, and places he wants to go. He does this at the top of his voice so that the world can hear the adventure he would like to undertake tomorrow. The bar prop will always have an opinion about something that someone else has done, usually involving him having done it better or them doing it wrong altogether in the first place. He will tell you how tomorrow he is going to be doing X, Y, Z. Then a week later, when you see him, he's in the same spot, telling you, telling someone else the same story about how tomorrow he will be doing X, Y, and Z. When you speak to him and say, I thought you were going to do that last week, he will respond along the lines of, yeah, I was going to do that, but what happened was something came up and I ran out of time, or some other bullshit excuse that prevented him from doing what it was he was going to do. You see, tomorrow will never come for the bar prop, and so it continues. He will forever be stuck there in his endless cycle, useless, um, uh, excuse me, in his endless cycle unless he kicks away the stool himself. Don't get me wrong, having plans and aspirations is great, and you should have, <clears throat> excuse me, and you should have those things. Just having them, though, is not enough. You need to do something about it. Not doing anything about them is like working on a toilet roll factory and complaining you don't have anything to wipe your arse with, it's written. I see these bar prop types constantly on the internet saying, I want to learn things. Well, what's stopping you? Go, learn. You have a wealth of knowledge at your fingertips. When th that is pointed out to them, it's normally followed up with bullshit excuses like, but I don't know where to start, or I don't have money to buy lots of books. Answers are simple. Start with, start with something you find interesting. Then... Uh, then you will enjoy learning it. You don't need to buy books. There's a vast array of media freely available online that you can pick from. Start with something small like an article that takes your fancy. This, in turn, will lead you to seek more things to look as to look at as it were as it may pose more questions. The article might not have all the information you were hoping for. You might want more than one opinion uh, on the chosen subject. Books can so easily, be, can also be easily obtained in PDF format now. So you don't even have to, the vast amount, you don't even have to have a vast amount of money to obtain knowledge. All you need is time, time you have. You have a lifetime on this rock uh, of a planet. Don't wait for tomorrow to make things happen. Though, uh, do it now. Make time, make time to do the things you enjoy in life and things you want to achieve. It, if you truly want to do something, you will. You'll make the time because it will be of benefit to you. It will be something you want to do and ultimately will make you happy. Isn't that what being a Satanist is all about? Indulging in things that make you happy and are a benefit to you? Don't be a bar prop.
If you want to do something, just do it. And talk about it, it after having lived the experience. Be the person that achieves something. Kick away that bar stool. Stop being a bar prop. Be a Satanist and inspire to be the best you can be. Fuck yeah. Um, all right. Chapter five. The 12 steps from a Satanist perspective. This is where it starts to get real good. Um, not that it wasn't good before. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. This one is self-explanatory. If you don't... Uh, 12 steps from a satanic perspective. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. This one is self-explanatory. If you don't admit you have a problem, then you have nothing to fix. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. The power greater than yourself at this stage is your godhead, your archetype, your symbol of yourself, Satan. The reason it cannot be you at this point is because you do not know uh, enough about yourself. Despite what you may think, the sanity you are looking for is breaking the cycle of drinking again and again and expecting different results from the disastrous ones you keep getting. Three, we made a decision to we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Don't get too hung up on the G word because I bet you, uh, the I bet you though of a Christian God, a man with a white beard in a cloud. Now read it again from a satanic point of view, which I'm going to do made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. You are, ma you are making the decision to take your life back from the compulsion that drove you away from the life that you feel is unmanageable or causing you a problem, whether by design or accident, and much to the chagrin of many born-again Christians in the fellowship, the AA spiritual highway is broad, and as as it is as broad as the people in it. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. This step is where you look at yourself, probe to find out who you are and what makes you tick. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. If you can't, if you can admit to yourself, and more importantly, your Godhead, where you have been at fault, you are taking responsibility for your actions. By sharing these details with another person that may have had previous experience of the same issues helps you deal with them and move forward. Six, we're, we're entirely ready to, give, to have God remove all of these defects of characters. Take your defects of character and move them into your Godhead. I like to think of them more as aspects of my character that I wasn't able to use properly. Calling them defects of character is like someone who has never been taught how to drive, complaining that the car is faulty because they are, are stalling it. In the Godhead, these, are no longer, these no longer become issues in daily life. These uh, defects now become tools for you to use as and when, when required. Seven. Humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Just because you now know how to drive the car, but do, uh, car does not make you a good driver. So don't beat yourself up when you make a mistake. 
learn from it and work on it. Store the data in your Godhead files so you know for next time. Return to the Godhead and seek the power to manage the extremes of character just as you sought the power to eliminate the obsession to drink. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Along our way, through addiction and into recovery, we would have done things we are not proud of and maybe unintentionally stomped on a few people. The best way to stop these things from affecting us in our daily lives is by dealing with them head on. Nine, made a direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. If you know someone or something that is going to cause more aggro by you uh, giving to, if you know someone or something is going to cause more aggro by you going to see them or trying to fix the situation, just let it go. 10. Continued to make to take personal inventory and when wrong, promptly admitted it. You as an individual are constantly evolving. As a Satanist, you are constantly looking to learn new things and your ideas will change over time. This will change how you view yourself. So it is important that you keep reviewing your own personal knowledge. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve the conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Use ritual and meditation to gain a better understanding of yourself. Figure out what your goals and aims are in life. Gain a focus and a drive towards them. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we carried this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Use your voice too loudly and proudly. Say, I am a Satanist and I use these steps to get sober without your Christian God. And carry this message to other people seeking help in the fellowship who struggle with monotheistic Middle Eastern death cult concept of God. (laughs) Love it. All right, six. Chapter six, Satanic Philosophy and Addiction. There will always be one key passage from the Satanic Bible that has stuck with me throughout my recovery process, and that is the following section from the Book of Satan, um, four. All right, this is a fucking great uh, passage. Life is the great indulgence, death the great abstinence. Therefore, we must make the most of here and now. There is no heaven of glory bright. There is no hell where sinners roast. Here and now is our day of torment. Here and now is our day of joy. Here and now is our opportunity. Choose ye this day, this hour, for no redeemer liveth. Say unto thine own heart, I am my own redeemer. Stop the way of them that uh, would persecute you. Let those who devise thine undoing be hurled back into the confusion and infamy. Let them be as chaff before the cyclone, and after they have fallen, rejoice in thy own salvation. Then all thy bones shall say pridefully, Who is like unto me? Have I not been too strong for my own adversaries? Have I not delivered myself by my own brain and body? For me, this is how I felt when I was in the rooms of AA. After a while, it was 
a look i'm doing this without your christian god attitude and i i will continue to do so uh, do this with a big middle finger to him as well later in my recovery i learned just let let the god stuff stuff wash over me because when people are sharing about their god it is the, from their subject subjective views on their own recovery and not mine Unless, of course, I'm being dictated to on my own recovery, then you'll see my horns. Uh, here's another quote. The watchword of Satanism is indulgence instead of abstinence, but it is not compulsion. The Satanic Bible, Anton LaVey. I also find that that many of those new to the satanic philosophy and some that just don't understand the left-hand path correctly take indulgent the indulgence aspect of satanism and mix it with do with what thou will they think that it gives them the right to be an arsehole and continue to in an entirely unproductive lifestyle it's it's funny when an american says arsehole um it just sounds silly when i say it um, but I'm sure it sounds fantastic when Mr. Ben Dean says it. Um, if we look at the nine, sat the nine satanic sins of the Church of Satan, uh, which are as follows. Stupidity, pretentiousness, salafism, I always struggle with that one, self-deceit, herd conformity, lack of perspective, forgetfulness of past orthodoxies, and counterproductive pride and lack of aesthetics. <laughs> You should be able to see where you will crop up in your own addiction and where these areas will try to where will try to be challenged throughout your recovery process. I'm not going to give a big flash warning signs where these are going to can come into play because these may not be the same for everyone and you should be able to see them for yourself. If you take a closer look at rational satanic perspective, there are a few things that came to my attention right off the bat. And the first was that the life is lemons chapter uh, about not letting the bitterness of your past have a negative effect on your presence. And that it was actually what I used to base my first video uh, on for the group. The following chapter was entitled Save Yourself and focuses on one ability to truly understand ourselves with ego gratification, which comprises a bigger part of being able to save yourself. The most important thing for any rational Satanist is our own vital existence. And if we are not able to indulge responsibly or are compelled to do something, then we need to be true to ourselves and do something about it. No, no, no. Fuck yeah. Um, all right. Chapter seven. Not the only way. And way is W-A-A-Y. Nice little uh, uh, dig there. I like it. All right. And AA is not the only way to cover from addiction. I have found a successful way to do AA without relying on a Christian God. But if you find even after reading this book, it's not for you, that's fine. There are some alternatives and links to the end of this chapter. Uh, here's a quote, uh, in quotes, those unfortunates were not sicker than those who did well in the 12-step program. They were in the wrong program. Dr. Earl Day, Ed Day, sorry. Um, another quote, 
Recovery from severe addiction can come about through a variety of pathways and is best thought of as a journey rather than an event. Dr. Uh, Ed Day. I don't know why I want to say Earl Day again. All right. And you may find this strange to hear from someone who has found the AA way to work for them, but then I am not your typical AA member, am I? As part of my research for this book, I did a short course on addiction through King's College uh, of London. I am in no way proclaiming to be some kind of expert on addiction, though, but I thought it might be worth sharing some of the notes I uh, took to help you find the best form of recovery. Uh, uh, another quote here. Addiction is a complex biopsychosocial problem with a mix of intrapersonal and environmental causes. The majority of people recover from addiction without professional treatment, but in many cases, the course is prolonged with a range of associated problems. The past 40 years has seen increasing attention paid to the study of addiction and development of, of a variety of treatment approaches. However, none could be said to be a definitive answer. And so where it's possible, treatment should be flexible, tailored to the individual and open-ended, Dr. Ed Day. I completely agree with this statement. Too many people are looking for a one-size-fits-all recovery, and this is never the case. No two drinkers are the same, and no two recovery systems should be identical. Some find the structure of meetings helpful, while others will find it better to work one-on-one. -on -one. What I came across in my research was a book declaring the revolutionary alternative to Alcoholics Anonymous, which claimed to be the, the quote, new cure for a substance addiction and was marked with the commercial trademark as uh, rational recovery with the trademark next to it. Um, obviously, with a name like that, I wasn't going to pass it up on the op opportunity to derive right from it or delve right into it. What I, I was hoping to find was something along the line of, quote, cognitive behavioral approaches aim to reduce positive expectancies about substance use, increase self-confidence and belief in resisting drugs or alcohol, and improve skills in coping with stress and everyday life that might provoke a return to substance use. Patients may be taught to communicate more effectively, to be more assertive, to be in, to initiate social interaction and to respond to criticism or refuse uh, offers of drugs and alcohols from others. End quote, uh, again by Dr. Ed Day. Um, what I actually found was a lot of AA bashing, regurgitation with different uh, names and small book to the rival of the AA big book, some wild claims and a lot of contradictions and hypocrisies. The one I thought was very hysterical, that the claim that this was a cure for substance addiction, but that addiction was not a disease. The author was dead. Oh, uh, I, I'm sorry. I need to read that again. The author was dead against the idea. <laughs> it's a very different sentence. Dead against the idea and argued that the rational recovery process wouldn't work if you uh, classed addiction as a disease. Personally, I believe you can, and it then leaves the opinion of addiction being a disease for one's scientist to prove or disprove, and the individual to evaluate the evidence that best supports what they find more comforting. However, in, uh, however, 
in amongst the mess, there were a few things that struck me, and one of them was something that I uh, that was similar to what I do in my own system of recovery. The focus of using the addictive voice recognition 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 technique, A V R T, is being in charge of your own recovery. I can wholeheartedly agree with that part of the methodology. I have already highlighted the importance of of that approach throughout this book and the importance of making a starting point in how and when you stop drinking. Here's another quote. I, I was solely responsible to take control and quit drinking altogether. I finally picked a time, and when that time came, I did it. Quitting for good was much easier than I thought. When I decided I was no longer to drink, I resumed my life as a person who simply does not drink alcohol. The first couple of months were the most difficult and much yearning to drink and some irritability, but I did not become like like an adolescent as predicted by experts who believe we do not grow to be mature. Few besides my family even noticed. Jack Trimpley, the Rational Recovery ARVT system, AVERT, AVERT is what I guess, uh, system is based on recognizing and defeating your own alcoholic addictive voice. The idea is that you split off your addictive nature into a separate person, which they call the beast. The It's basically an externalization of any internal problem, much in the same way as we've discussed the God problem or the idea of a demonic force inside that, say, a Christian may term it. It's claimed in the book that this is a new and exciting idea, but as we know it, it's not. You'll also know that this idea is touched in uh, on in the AA Big Book in a form by John Bar- Barleycorn. <laughs> I don't remember that. Barleycorn. I don't remember that part of the book. I've read that so many times. But anyways, I digress. Um, it's also not too dissimilar to the archetypal or symbolic figure that we Satanists use. By making your addiction voice, your addiction, another voice in your head that's not you, it allows you to take back some of your own control by recognizing it when your addictive voice is talking and how to say no to it. Becoming becoming conscious of this addictive thought process was was something I did in the very early stages of my recovery. I found that once the idea came into my head of drinking, I would play out how it was, how it would go in the terms of the snowball effect. This snowball effect would would play out as follows. I might get away with one drink now, but I would be letting myself down. I may be able to control my drinking for a while, but how long will, will that last? Days, weeks, months? Did I want to go back to the way I was before I stopped drinking? Look at how bad it was. The snowball idea came from the ball of snow being thrown, uh, being rolled down a mountain. It starts off small, fitting in the palm of your hand, and then at the top, top, at the top. But by the time it goes down to the bottom, it's the size of a boulder. I later found that this technique is essentially taking action by not taking action. Is a process called we we. Um, which is an important concept of Taoism. I'm probably not spelling the we, we right. Um, 
this idea uh, allows you to have the thoughts about drinking or using them than uh, saying the best course of action is, in fact, no action. By thinking about the problem, it doesn't mean that the problem is an issue in reality until you make it so. To think about drinking or using is not uh, uh, the same as drinking or using. The fact that you can be consciously aware of these thoughts is a huge step uh, most people, huge step for most people with an addiction. Not taking, not acting on them is how the battle is won. I feel like I should mention a few other recovery programs that you can fully research yourself. The first of which is smart recovery, which I think would be beneficial to those of you who get something out of group discussion concept uh, of the AA program, even if AA is not the correct fit. There. These are done online and led by members that have a completed that have completed a smart course. It isn't, however, a system that I'm all too familiar with, and I do know a few people who have had success in the program. I have also had some really great conversations with one AA member who especially struggled with the God concept for the a few of the uh, concept of the AA way for years and had finally found peace in a sponsor who followed the Buddhist path. He was able to adapt the refuge recovery concepts to fit his AA program and gain the best recovery for him where he is now continuing on the longest stretch of clean time. Refuge recovery works on the mindfulness meditation concept from many conversations with people following that path. Uh, seems to have quite a few crossover ideas into satanic philosophy uh, that could resonate with some people, especially if it links in with some of the concepts of their own individual S theory. One of the books from Refuge Recoveries that uh, was recommended to me was The Dharma Funks, Funks um, a memoir by Noah Levine. Although I have not had the chance to get a copy of it myself, I have to admit Levine though a was a punk back in his youth and would definitely appeal to those of you with a rebellious punk nature. He ha has written several books and as a Wikipedia states, uh, state, as Wikipedia states, he quote, mixes his philosophical alignment with Buddhist beliefs and punk ideology. So if that sounds like you, sounds like you, I'd certainly be heading out to try that out. There are uh, also multi there are also multiple left-handed path recovery groups on social media platforms that will be full of people trying all sorts of different ways to recover. Some more successful than others should you need any further guidance. A word of warning about social media groups though, beware of those thinking their way is the only way possible or it, it, that if a program didn't work for them, it can't work for anybody else. Strongly agree with that. Uh, disease versus choice. Let's make this all. Let's make this <laughs> Let's make this simple, shall we? If you believe your addiction to be a disease or a choice, it shouldn't really matter that much if you are making a conscious decision to do something about it. Even if you think addiction is a disease, there is no magic pill or potion to cure cure you um, of this said addiction. So, other avenues need to be explored in dealing with this addiction issue. 
the disease versus choice debate is still hotly contested among scientists in the field, with the majorly debated evidence leaning towards the disease side of the debate. However, as as I have stated before, if you find through your own research evidence to support whichever idea you feel is best, then you can add that to your recovery program. Just quick side note, that's what I love about this is how fucking he's just like, yeah, here's 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 uh, some stuff, but you decide. You can always discuss uh, you can always discuss why you have come to whatever conclusion you have settled on with uh, those who are willing to talk it through. I'd also like to point out that if new evidence is to come forth on the subject, then you are allowed to change your opinion on the matter. That's largely why I'm a Satanist to begin with, because it's okay to learn and change opinions. All right, that's it for today. Love you, River. <laughs>